Welcome to the Lift Bible Study Podcast. Lift stands for Ladies in Fellowship Together. It's named after our neighborhood Bible study here in North Texas. Um, as many of you know, we are just a group of regular women trying to live out our Christian walk, our Christian faith walk, day by day. I've been on break enjoying some quality time with family over Christmas and New Year's these past couple of weeks. I ate way too much, etc. But I also had some really good downtime to just refresh and recharge. It's always good to have family in town. And then it's, it's always good to just get back to normal, you know. We took our decorations down this past weekend and it, it always makes me kind of sad to see my house without the tree, but it's also good. You know, it's good to get back into the swing of things. Um, it's a new year. It's a, a year of new beginnings. Happy 2019, y'all. So I've been working diligently on a word and verse of the year, and I think I've nailed it. And what I want to do is show you the process that I went through to come up with it. I mentioned in the, the last podcast, which actually I did that a couple of weeks ago before Christmas break, I mentioned that I kind of use other people's words that really resonate to me. So I, I know I called it cheating and I'm air quoting that. Those words resonated at the time. So this time I've been free of reading what other people are saying so that it would be a temptation for me to absorb those words. So what I wanted to do is talk you through how I came up with my word for the year, my verse for the year, and the process that I used to do that. So before I get into the big reveal, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk you through my process. First off, what I did was I pulled out all my favorite books that I read over the past year. And these are the ones that I absolutely loved because I, I'm noticing that I pretty much devour books throughout the year, which is a good thing. Then I pulled out my journal. In our Bible study, I've mentioned many times to you all the importance of journaling. And, and one thing I'd like to clarify is what I mean by journaling. I don't write down every single thing that happened to me every day in my journal. So it's not like a chronological recounting of my day. The way that I typically journal, it's more like bullets that pop into my brain during my devotional. It's something that I can't get out of my head or it's something that comes to mind and I, I'm like, yeah. Or it's something that comes into my mind. And I just, I, draw, I jot that down. 25 years ago, I did a Bible study in college, and it's called Experiencing God. Most likely, many of you have done this study with Henry Blackaby. So Henry Blackaby says God speaks to us in five ways. Number one, through the Bible. So when we read scripture, God speaks. Things resonate through prayer. When we're talking to God, sometimes while we're praying, things will pop into our mind and we pray for that. That's how God is speaking to us in prayer. Through your church, so your pastor, your priest, Bible fellowship classes, Bible study classes. If you're in a Bible study, God speaks through the community of the church body. 
And when I say church, I don't necessarily mean the building of the church. I mean the people of the church, <laughs> okay? So it's, it's fellow laborers in Christ, fellow Christians walking with you day by day. So God speaks through our, our fellow Christian brothers and sisters. Fourthly, God speaks to us through our friends and family. So people who happen to be in our path, people at work, your neighbors, um, in a restaurant, things like that. And fifthly, God speaks through your circumstances. And these can be extreme circumstances like a car wreck or an illness or something happens to a family member, or it can be a subtle circumstance, something that you may not really notice or realize until later on. God speaks through the Bible, prayer, church, family and friends, and circumstances. So these are the ways God speaks to us. So in keeping these five things in mind, as I go about my devotional sometimes, God will remind me of something that happened the previous day. So when that happens, I jot it down because this is the Holy Spirit reminding me. By documenting, mainly bulleting out what I'm hearing in my mind and those things I'm being reminded of, like the pastor's message, a struggle I had during prayer, someone who contacted me out of the blue, or events that have been happening. So I can usually, at a later date, make sense of that or see some themes in my, in my bullets. So this is what I do over these past couple of weeks. I've been reviewing the past six months of my bullets in my journal, and I've started to see some themes on how God has been speaking to me. And again, for me, it's in my spirit. I hear his voice in my heart. I don't actually hear an audible voice. So over the past six months, I've noticed some themes. Do not fear. God's breath. Be available. His presence. Follow him. Love everybody always. In unity, one. Be as one. In seeing these words, which ones mean the most to me? Can I see God leading me in one of these directions? The more I have to say about a word or a phrase, that's the word. So I'm going to give you an example of what I mean. Again, this is the voice I hear the voice you hear will be different because we all, again, we're part of a symphony. You know, we all have a, a part to play in the great story of redemption that God has called us to. So here's what I, let's take, okay, for instance, let's take do not fear. So this was one of the themes I was seeing in my writings. Do not be afraid. Do not fear. Why does this speak to me? Well, it says, God is with me and God goes before me. I have nothing to fear, even though I am fearful a lot of the times. When angels and God appeared to the people in the Old Testament and New Testaments, the first things that they always said was, do not fear. Now, what if, what if I trusted God and remembered not to be fearful? move forward, do the things he has placed in my heart to do. So I think about the things I'm, I'm currently doing. Neighborhood Bible study, 
Okay, do not fear. People will come. Passover for Christians. Do not fear. Sessions will get booked. Podcast. And you know, what the heck do I know about a podcast? Do not fear. People will listen. Do not fear. Do not be discouraged. The Lord is with you. Do that thing that honors God. Just do it. Don't worry about it. Do not fear. So each one of these words and phrases have meant something to me over the past year. The question is, which one is God leading me towards? So I will say something interesting that I noticed is that all these words are pretty much linked. So I, that is, that's cool. So actually, no matter which word I pick, they're all linked together in my mind and in my heart because of what I've been learning in particularly over the past year and, and particularly over the past six months. So you can do this too, even if you haven't kept a journal over the past year. If you want to think through this, I can, let's just, we're going we're gonna to do it right now. We're just going to do it. So we've actually done this prayer exercise before. So, okay, let's just take a moment right now in your day. I don't know what you're doing. You may be driving. You may be at work. You may be folding clothes. Whatever you're doing right now, invite God into your space. Invite him into this moment. Lord, come into this moment with me. Father, I need your guidance to show me the way. Speak to me. Speak to my heart. Invite God into this moment. So think about yesterday. Think about the previous day. Review your previous day. How was yesterday? What moments pop into your mind? What are you grateful for? What surprises you? Did something surprise you? So think through your day and those little, those things that come to mind. Notice them. Now notice your feelings about those, those things. Did something happen that made you happy? Did something happen that made you anxious? Do you feel guilty about something? So pray through these feelings. You know, talk to God about these things. He already knows because he's bringing it to your mind. Let God's presence enter into these feelings and these moments. Ask God to let his grace and mercy wash over you. Talk to him about your feelings. If it's happy, if it's positive, if it's something that made you feel um, negative, guilty, give it over to him. Then think through and look forward to the rest of your day. If you're doing this at the beginning of the day, you know, ask God to bring something that he wants you to take out of this time, this prayer time that you've spent with him and what you can take into the rest of your day or into tomorrow. So if you happen to have a notebook or a journal with you, as you pray like this, and as you read through scripture like this sometimes, you can jot those things down, uh, those things that spark in your mind. So these are the things that 
I'm revealing as I move into 2019. So there's your process. Boom. Number one, recall how God has spoken to you. Record how God has spoken to you. And then recognize what God wants you to take into tomorrow, into 2019. So there's the process that I did, essentially. Um, I kind of made it into cool bullets, you know, that start with the letter R. But there you go. As we enter into what the church calendar refers to as the season of epiphany, we've been talking about the church calendar these past couple weeks in the podcast. And right now we're in the season of epiphany. January 6th was epiphany. And now we're in the season of epiphany. This is the manifestation of Christ. During this time, all the way through Lent, so through Ash Wednesday, devotionals are typically focused on the miracles and the healings done by Jesus, the actions that he did, you know, uh, changing the water into wine, feeding the 5,000, healing blind people, helping the lame walk, all these things. So today I read about the time when Jesus fed over 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. I love this story. I'm just, I just have to say that. But what sparks out of this story for me right now is the kid who gave up his lunch. Am I that generous to give away those things that I hold dear? Or am I a hoarder? Am I saving up for a rainy day? I want to be a giver, but I do know sometimes I'm a hoarder. So my prayer in this is, Lord, help me to notice when it's time for me to give it away so you can bless it, break it, and multiply it for your glory. So last week, I mentioned that I am working on other podcast ideas with some other people. So this beta test will be wrapping up soon. I have about 10 more episodes to to go using this current platform. If it continues, um, I'll most likely rebrand it so it won't be the Lyft Bible Study Podcast. It'll be something else. But I'll continue to let you guys know where I am along in that process. Will got me a great Christmas gift this this year, uh, he got me a, a podcast consultant. So I'll be talking with the, the consultant about the next steps for the podcast. And I'm really excited about it. And I can't wait to share that with you guys. Okay, so now for the big reveal. This year, my verse of 2019 is this. Follow me. It's Jesus's call to his disciples throughout the gospel. I love it because this kept resonating over and over again, and it does encompass all the words that I previously said. So in Matthew, he says to Peter and Andrew, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers fishers of men. In Luke, he simply says to Matthew, Follow me. In John, he says to Philip, Follow me. So that's it. My verse and my phrase for the year. I'm going to follow Jesus and go where he leads. There's motion to that. There's activity. 
So I think, you know, I'm just going to do some Jesus stuff. I'd love for you all to join in too. So before we close out, I want to read to you the feeding of 5,000 from Mark chapter 6. And what I'm going to do is paraphrase it. Um, So this is the Passion Translation uh, with some of my flair added. By the time Jesus came ashore, a massive crowd was waiting for him. When he saw the people, he was filled with compassion because they were like wandering sheep with no shepherd. He taught them many things. Later that afternoon, his disciples are like, hey, it's getting late. We're out here in the boonies where there's nothing to eat, no restaurants. There's nothing. People are starting to get hangry. That's my word. I would have been getting hangry because I do get quite hungry. So anyway, the disciples are telling Jesus, send the crowds away so they can go into a nearby village and get some food or they can go home and get some food. But Jesus says, well, why don't you give them something to eat? And they're like, what? What in the world? It's going to cost an arm and a leg to feed all these people. And then Jesus is all, well, what do you have? Go see and come back and tell me. Andrew happens to come back. Okay, well, here's what we have. This kid, he has five loaves of bread and two fish. Then Jesus says, okay, tell everybody to sit down. Jesus takes the two loaves and the two fish. He looks up. He gives thanks to God. He breaks that bread. And then he distributes all of it along with the two fish. And the food was multiplied in front of their very eyes. When the disciples picked up what was left over, it filled 12 baskets. Over 5,000 people were fed that day. I love this story because I love it for so many reasons. It's sometimes we just have to show up and then God does something amazing. So happy new year, y'all. May the Lord bless and multiply your gifts for his glory this week. See y'all next week.